This, 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 this is mythical. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at, for me, a totally new table, and Link the same table in his home, uh, we're going to be talking about, actually we're going to be going through a survey that we gave our children. Uh, all about mostly us. <laughs> and they didn't hold back on their answers. So yeah, a survey about their unadulterated thoughts of one of the adults in their lives, us, uh, their fathers. I will, I will give an update, uh, both for those of you uh, who are listening, because I have every reason to believe that I sound very echoey because I am in an empty room that literally has, it has a rug and it has the one thing that has been delivered to my office over here at the creative house, my chair. Um, You're in a white room with a white t-shirt on. This is your office at the creative house? Yeah, it's not. It's actually not white. It's like very, very light lime green. It's almost the same color as what is neon that you have on, but not as bright. But it, I didn't really think about. Okay. Basically what happened is, is I was getting ready to shoot at my house, and then I realized that uh, there was a dude with a jackhammer there. Ah, I got to sneeze. I'm allergic to jackhammers. Jackhammer, your uh, your pool, your 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 construction, your pool construction. The construction has resumed. Um, because they're sending like one, two guys over. They're doing it in a responsible way. Masks, the whole deal. But anyway, uh, jackhammers and podcasts don't mix well. So I kind of threw everything together. Came over here. Incidentally, just a point of nostalgia. I am using the table, the original card table that we cut a hole in for Good Morning Chia Lincoln and then was the original Good Mythical Morning table for a few seasons. Well, before that, it was the, uh, it was the Rhett and Linkcast Live. I mean, this is the first table we made videos from for YouTube. Oh, yeah, Rhett and Linkcast Live before that. Yeah, yeah. For years before Chia Lincoln. And you're, uh, so it's you're, not in great shape. I'm glad we still have it. Uh, yeah, it's in my office. It's my it's my desk now. <laughs> As I wait for my desk to get here, so, so I, I've been through this. You will survey. adjust to the echo. I've got some I got some correlations, and I think there's going to be some findings from from each of these children of mine. Um, and I'm interested to see what 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 your kids had to say. Some had to be more motivated to participate than others, and I think that will become clear as we go through the responses. Oh, you better believe it. Now, I've yeah. only got two children, uh, an 11-year-old and a 16-year-old, and it's very clear that the 11-year-old was more interested in giving full, elaborative answers yeah. than the 16-year-old, which is, you know, just par for the course is what you The expect. only reason I had three kids was so now I can have more of a chance of picking an answer that I like on a survey that they filled out, which I'm gonna I'm talking about on a podcast, you know. So. Well, really, what you're saying is that having kids is all about what it does for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not about them; it's about us. Yeah, 
Um, you didn't have to spell it out, but I think everybody gets that. Um, I will say before we get into the survey, uh, I had a little something happen at my house. Uh, I did a very, very short, just little teeny story on my Instagram that lets you know about this, but I'm going to tell you the rest of the story now. So we've had this idea and I've heard of other families doing, I don't know if you've thought about camping like in your yard as part of quarantine. I thought about it for a second, have not made any movements in that direction though. Well, Jesse brought it up and I was like, I think this is a good idea, but I do know that it's going to require me to set the tent up and to blow all the mattresses up. I've, I, I got it. I'm the, the dad. I do all that. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but I was like, okay. And she asked four or five times and you know, we've been in quarantine for many weeks now and I was like, okay, let's do it. And of course we don't even have any real grass. We have artificial grass <laughs> uh, in a very small, the one area of our yard that has grass. You talking about where Barbara poops? Yeah. Oh, okay. And peace. Great yeah. place to camp. And, uh, and well, it makes latrine. it seem. Well, what, what do you think happens in the wilderness that you normally camp at? Well, Multiple animals are defecating and it's pretty all over the place in that one environment. She's a small dog. If it was a Saint Bernard, we wouldn't be out there. Um, be sleeping on some so bumps. We, and we've been doing another thing, which I also recommend. Uh, we've got a projector that we've been we've been watching outdoor movies on the weekends. We've been projecting up against the fence. Okay. And uh, watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Not that which I excellent. gotta say, no, holds up. We started watching that a few months back, and like the kids were like looking at me like I was crazy. And had, we had no. It's it hilarious. It's hilarious. It's 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 your kids don't have good taste. I mean, it's okay. Um, hey, my we'll kids have good taste. Survey. You'll see in the survey how good of a taste. They've got. My kids love insights into the 80s and the 90s because they like to see what it was like for us. And so, like, we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We watched Clueless last weekend. They eat it up. And Clueless is great because, well, but actually, both of them, they take place in L.A., so it's like they get to see the Anyway. Okay. So we were like, okay, well, we're going to. I'm not going to say your kids don't have taste. You know, I would that wouldn't be tasteful to say, so I wouldn't say that. So I would say, okay, you know, their taste is their own. Um, I was like, okay, well, tonight is the night we'll camp out. And Locke just immediately says, well, I'm not, I'm not going to be part of that. As a 16-year-old, this has been happening as the quarantine has gone on. There's just, he's just been kind of ducking out of different family activities. And I, I get it. Yeah, it's tough, man. For he did watch the movie with us. He did watch the movie with us. But then we're like, okay, it's going to be me and Jesse and Shepard. Well, you know how sometimes things can be kind of hanging on by a thread and then something can happen that can just create Snap. the tension boils over? Oh, yeah. Well, Shepard, at the very end of Clueless, you know, the part where Claire is realizing that she's in love with, uh, you know, her stepbrother, <laughs> played by Paul Rudd. <laughs> and uh, this is the point. I mean, this is everything has been culminating into this moment. And all of a sudden, Shepard gets up and starts doing something with Barbara and everybody gets distracted. And then I yell at Shepard in the middle of the scene. And then he is in his dragon onesie with a giant hood. And then he puts his hood over his head and puts his head down and doesn't watch the last scene. Oh, so no. he was upset. And then he's like, I'm not camping. 
with you guys. <laughs> and so, so I tried to talk him into it. Sleep in a tent. So it ended up being me and Jesse and Barbara. All night in a tent? Well, I'm not done yet. So I, I go out, we go out there and I'm out there for about an hour. And I realized that I can't sleep. And also, my back has been doing great, but actually that day, my back was not doing great. And so I'm on, I'm on one of those inflatable, I'm not even on an air mattress. I'm on one of those like packable, backpacking, very, very thin inflatable things, you know? And uh, I was like, baby, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I think I got to go into the bed. I mean, we're just out here in a tent. And You're so a close li- to the bed. Literally, yeah, I could almost touch it. But yeah. I said, but you should stay out here, you know? <laughs> You, you, I mean, she, she kind of wanted to. She was like, well, me and Barbara will stay out here in the tent, you know. And just, she, she, she actually was like, she saw it as a, a, as a, um, a test. Can I stay outside all night and sleep in the tent? Because she was kind of scared of what I don't know. Okay. So my wife slept in the tent by herself with our dog. And um, she said there were a couple of stressful moments where her and Barbara both woke up, heard rustling. I think we got rats coming down and eating fruit from that fruit tree in the neighbor's yard, and I think one of them may have rustled up next to the tent. I think that what happened is the one thing that makes the most sense. I mean, you you're you're achieving spatial distance from your family, the only people that you've been in close proximity with for weeks on end. You know, that's the thing about camping. It's like, hey, we've been confined to this space. Only interacting with each other in person. Why don't we move to another more confined space and be more uncomfortable and closer together? But yeah. really, I think what's happening is why don't I go and live in another house, which just happens to be a tent in the yard? You're on to something. I think you right. should take shifts. Just leave the tent up, and that well, way you, the get, you got a place. Up. You got a haven. That people can go to. I might even come over there and sleep in that tent. I don't know about I that. Might be but forced the tent to. Is, is still up. But I, you know, I say I tell this story as a way to introduce the fact that even though, as we said earlier, you have your children to inflate your own ego and to carry on your own seed, um, which I, I, I'm being sarcastic, by the way, for those of you for the ten percent who didn't get it. Uh, they don't always do what you want them to do. The, the moments that you try to create for your family don't always come to fruition in the way that you envision. And your kids, don't, they don't always react to you in the, or understand you in the way that you are trying to be understood. And so I think that this survey that we, where we ask them some personal questions about us illustrates the fact that... Um, they do have some formed opinions about us, but they may not be the opinions that we tried to form in them. Yeah, and I, I've got my surveys laid out. Lily, Lincoln, the middle child in the middle, and then Lando over here. And let's just get into the first question. Let's, let's do a couple right quick. Because um, I think we'll just go through the survey and see what stands out to us. The first question, and uh, Kiko and Jenna helped put these questions together. And then we just read them and we're like, okay, I don't know what they're going to answer, but let's just give it over to them and see what they say. So the first question uh, is, what's your dad's weirdest habit at home? 
which I feel like, you know, puts a big target on my back because I know I'm a man of weird habits, you know. Um, Lincoln did not answer this question because even though I told him a week ago that I would, I asked him to fill out this survey along with Lily and Lando, I woke up this morning and realized I forgot to ask him again last night. So I woke him up from sleeping to fill out this survey. And then when I went in there, like 30 minutes later, the survey was on his bed. He was still on his bed and he was yet again asleep. (laughs) So it's a great sign that the first question has no answer. Yeah. That seems like the easiest one if you're my child, right? My 16-year-old did not answer that question either. Okay, that's fine. First question. Um, Lando said... He wants to reuse, in all caps, everything. Now, I was trying to figure out what he was referring to. I mean, I've definitely been reusing freezer bags, you know, turning my Ziploc inside out, rinsing it off, letting it dry, and then putting some more stuff in it. I mean, I've been tempted to blow my nose and then wipe with the same square of toilet tissue. I'm not going to say I've done that. You, well, based on what I heard while on a phone call with you and your wife in the background, she said, you just blew your nose and wiped the counter with it. Or no, she told my yeah. wife that that's what you yeah. did. So you have done it. Well, I didn't, I didn't wipe my butt with it. Well, it's not a huge difference. It's an orifice. I did. Um, yeah, she happened to see me and I like, I wiped my nose and then I... They all saw something on the counter and I had something in my hand and to me it was disconnected. And I know you think I'm a clean person and I'm like neurotic about that, but I'm, I'm efficiency trumps everything for me. And like Lando said, I like to reuse things. So then I had to watch the whole counter because Christy caught me doing that. And it was just, I don't know why I did it. It wasn't, it just something that happened. Um, Lincoln didn't answer. Lily said, my weirdest habit at home is eating his morning smoothie out of a coffee mug and sometimes a peanut butter jar. And I'm like, my best mornings are the mornings when I'm scraping the bottom of the peanut butter jar to make my smoothie. And then I can just pour the smoothie into the peanut butter jar and eat a whole lot of, scrape the last bit of peanut butter off and get get that much more peanut butter in my smoothie. Those are the best days. You're a strange man. Um, I don't know what her problem with my coffee mug is. I drink my coffee. There's a mug. I'm not going to dirty another thing. I'm going to keep using my mug. It's not just for coffee. Hold on. So you put, you like ration your smoothie into the coffee mug over and over again, keep filling it up? Yeah. I fill it up, drink it. It gets halfway down. Then I put the rest and I scrape the blender remains into the coffee mug. How do you drink? You drink your smoothie like this? I eat it with a spoon. I remember that now. Um, Shepard only answered this question. Uh, What's your dad's weirdest habit at home? He takes a long time to poop. Well, you're not pooping that long. You're just on the toilet right. that long, right? Yeah, I am self-isolating. <laughs> Why is that? That can't be the weirdest thing you do at home. Uh, well, I mean, I don't... I don't know, man. I... I I'm not nearly as eccentric when it comes to 
do strange, weird little things that I do around the house as, as you, I don't have like that nutty professor vibe. So great movie. <laughs> Yo, so Nutty Professor holds up, <laughs> but Bill and Ted's doesn't. Definitely, I, 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 you see who we're talking to here. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, but this uh, also, you'll see as we go through the survey, Shepard is also trying to be entertaining, which I believe he pulled mm-hmm. off uh, pretty thoroughly. Okay, moving on to the next question, and then we'll uh, take a short break. What's the one thing that your dad always says to you? Now, this made me feel, I mean, first of all, I mean, in some ways, Locke and I have sort of the typical dad-teen relationship. And almost like a, if you're a fan of the Goldbergs, we talk about how everyone in our family is kind of like a much more, less caricaturized version of the different members of the Goldbergs. And so this is a very typical family. You've got like the dad who's always yelling and getting upset about people getting into his stuff, walking around in his underwear. So I'm sort of a mild version of that at home, right? And then you've got the older brother, Barry, who's like super into basketball and rap and like has like, you know, and is always talking about working out and all this stuff. And like Locke is very... (laughs) Very much like the mild version of Barry Goldberg. Okay. Um, and so... What did he say I think you would always say to him? He said that I he, I usually say, I thought maybe you weren't a moron. Oh, <laughs> that's what you say to him often? I thought maybe you weren't a moron. I, and first of all, I, I mean... That I, is harsh, this, Sally. This isn't something that I say on a regular basis, but it's obvious. It's, it's, it's clear that it has... That has stuck with him. So, but you know, we, we do we do have that very typical dad teen relationship in which he'll do something and then he'll do it again and then he'll do it again and then my response will be like, you know, I thought maybe you weren't a moron, <laughs> which is a softer way of saying you're a moron, but without saying you're a moron. But listen, I believe in you that you're not a moron. But you certainly are behaving like it one sounds at this like point. you've given up. Like at one point you <laughs> believed in him, but now you, as a last well, ditch effort to manipulate the moron out no, of him. M- Murray Goldberg just yells moron. I don't yell moron. Oh, he does. I just say the constructive thing. I try to move you away from the moron. And uh, Shepard answered this as, "I think I got corona." That, yeah, I know you do that. Which I did that a lot at the very beginning, and then I, and now it's become a joke. So I guess not that coronavirus is a joke, but different members of our family thinking that we have it has sort of become a running joke. Anybody coughs, I think I got corona. Lily said um, that I always say, "Hey, can you turn off that light?" <laughs> I mean, I turn off a bunch of lights. I feel like I have the right to ask someone else to occasionally turn off a light, especially when I'm already nestled into my spot on the couch and we're about to watch another episode of Survivor together. She's the last one and we've been waiting on her. And then the light from the hallway shines right into my eyes. So when I'm watching television, it 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 makes my experience not as pleasurable. So I'm like, hey, can you turn off that light? And yes, she has to turn around and go back and do it. But it's not the end of the world. 
Um, Lincoln said the one thing that I always say to him is, get with the program. <laughs> yeah, and that's I'm a softer like, way of saying, I thought you weren't a moron. <laughs> well, and it definitely implies that I have, I have an idea of how things should go, like you were saying about the camping. I have a vision for how things should unfold and what's the, what's the most perfect way. And, if, and it's a program. And so I guess I think of it as a program that people need to get with. Now, I didn't know that I said this all the time. Um, but then Lando said the one thing that dad always says to him is get with the program. <laughs> and I did, I did not know that this wow. was a catchphrase of mine. I, I honestly didn't. So I'm learning something. Apparently, I say get with the program a lot. Yeah. You never told me to get with the program, but I have inferred that there's always a program. So yeah. maybe you just don't say it because I'm not your child. No, you're usually with the program. That's good. You're, you're under my influence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> get with the program. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. What's More the, questions. What's ne the next question? On a scale of one to 10, how would you rank your dad's coolness? Oh man, this is this is a risky one, right? I think Kiko and Jenna wanted, wanted to throw us under the bus with this one. Lily gave me a 10 and she even uh, supported her answer. She said, he gets to do something he loves for a living and that's pretty cool. So the fact that I get to do something is cool. So I don't know if she's really rating me as a 10 or you know, my life from my perspective as a 10. Either way, I will take it. Yeah, that's pretty generous. What did Locke say? Um, well, Shepard said, like seven. Uh-huh. So, like seven. Like seven. Uh, Lincoln, what? incidentally, um, gave me a seven. Hmm, okay. Well, Locke tried to get cute and gave me a 6.8. So I'm rounding that up to a seven. Six point. So I got an average of seven from my from my children. Uh, Lando gave me a ten, and he also put four hearts. 
And he clarified that it was a 10 out of 10. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely Lando's favorite dad. I think, you know, he didn't want to, Lando doesn't want to make me feel bad. I don't know what his true answer is, but. Yeah, in the McLaughlin household, we specialize in making each other feel bad. That's sort of like, we, we're, we're, we're very sarcastic. That's love. With one another. Yeah, that's, that's how ex- we show love to each other. That's an expression of love. No one's going to, no one in, in a million years would, when asked to, on a scale of one to 10 to rank a, a, a person, no one's getting 10s in the McLaughlin household. You have to do something incredible to earn a 10 and no one's done it yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an emotional love lick. Like I, I've, right. I've said this before, my granddad Clyde, he, he would, he'd give you a nice firm hit on the shoulder. Or like a dead leg on the knee, or he'd give you like a firm pinch, and that was his way of showing affection by, by letting you feel pain just a little bit. We call it love licks. Well, we don't do that in my house, but <laughs> yeah, don't do that in my house either. Yeah, what would you do if you swap roles with your dad? Oh, what'd you get uh, for this? Well, Shepard said I would be completely and utterly lost on what to do. <laughs> hey, you know what? Is, is that, that's probably true, right? He's, he's honest. It's a and hard then, job, man. I mean, I hate to, I, I, I almost didn't say this, Locke, but it's obviously uh, a link. Locke knew that we would be doing this together, and I think he thought this would be funny. What would you do if you swap roles with your dad? Fire Link. <laughs> okay, that's funny. It's funny because. Uh, Lily said, uh, fire lock or mm. any of the McLaughlin's just kidding. Ha ha ha. So it's like, she, she has that same sense of humor, I guess, but lock. Oh, it ain't never going to happen. Hold on. You're not joking. She said fire lock. Yeah. I don't know why she from, thought she must fire have said lock from what for, for wanting to fire me, I guess she had a premonition. I don't know why she wrote uh, fire lock. Lock is not even an employee. Well, um, maybe they did. Maybe they consulted on their answers. Maybe I don't know. They did. Uh, Lando, what would what would he do if he swapped roles with me? Uh, he said he would hand over the company to his brother. And then I go over to Lincoln's answer, who did not confer with Lando, and he said, "What what would I do if I swapped roles with my dad? Go bankrupt." <laughs> so. No matter who, if I confident with either one of them, it's like we're in trouble. It's passing the baton to bankruptcy. Okay. If you, if you choose any guest to appear on GMM, which guest would you choose? Uh, Shepard said, I don't know, Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would be pretty good. It would be kind of weird to have Oprah it's, on the show, but... It's just funny that... Uh, 11 year old like oprah hasn't really been oprah for you know what i'm saying she's got her she just got her own like channel like uh, where, who where's he getting information on oprah yeah. that's what i'm yeah. trying to figure out i think oprah is like a mythological creature to him like someone who's just looms in the ether as as being a powerful person in society but he's never truly experienced it directly i don't think maybe he has i don't know i don't know um, Lando said uh, his younger cousin, which that would be cute, 
Lincoln didn't answer. And Lily, this is no surprise, uh, she said John Mullaney or John Mayer. I guess anyone named John at this point is what she said. Hmm. Big fan of John Mullaney. We we I think I think maybe we could get him on the show. I don't know. Open invitation, John Mullaney. Come on the show. Yeah, yeah. He should uh interesting that uh Locke kind of chose like a comedian that he's kind of vibing with as well. He said Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn's funny. So, uh, who I thought that at some point he was going to be on the show. Maybe before all this happened, this happened. Uh, there, there was definitely I, talk of him being on the show. There's a connection with the publicist or something. PR firm. I think we have some sort of connection, but we have. He's a funny. He's a funny dude. He's yeah. very funny. Loose cannon. You never know what he's going to say. Right. But I like him. It'd be cool to meet him. Um, what's the one thing you enjoy most doing with your dad? Lando said playing games. Lincoln said laughing. It makes me feel good. Uh, Lily said watching current mood. Again, John, both big fans of John Mayer. So, you know, watching his live Instagram on Sunday nights is something that we now we now make an appointment to watch it live. So, that, so that's we used to watch it like late at night. After the fact, but there's something about watching it live, and that's uh that that's our that's our quality time together. Yeah, so Locke and I have horror movie night because he's really into horror movies, uh, and you know his 16 year old self. This is how he put it: watching horror movies is pretty fun. <laughs> it's like this is what I enjoy. It couldn't just say watching horror movies. It's got to be like watching horror movies is pretty fun. I mean, it's not like incredible, but it's pretty fun. Um, whereas Shep said, playing with the drone slash golf, which interestingly, we just got this drone that you've now seen. I have now seen it. Um, and we've only played with it one time. I mean, I've been out like in Shepard stands next to me, but I let him take the controls one time. Uh-huh. And apparently that meant a lot to him because it is his favorite thing that he that he does with it. <laughs> so now I realize that, okay, we need to, you know, you get insights. He's like really enjoying the drone. And it's, you know, it's, I'm, it's not easy to control, but it's not one of those drones that like the moment you get it, you're going to destroy it. You know, it's a little no, more reliable. No, no. Pretty good drone. What kind of drone is it? It's the uh, the Mavic Mini, so it's a, the uh, it's basically like DJI that they they're the ones that make all the the best drones, but this is like the small one. It weighs like it's the same without a battery. It weighs the same as an iPhone, I think. Oh wow! Maybe with a battery, it's very very light, but it's got it can go. In fact, it can go two and a half miles, and so. You, it has a two and a half mile range, but that's like a direct line of sight thing. So since we, you know, I, we we live probably a mile apart or so. I was right when I got it. I was trying to send it to your house to spy on you in your backyard, and uh, but I just started going to your house, and it just said signal lost, and I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it but, comes um, it, once it loses a signal, it returns home. How how much does that thing run you? I just, I just you know it's uh, nice it's four four hundred bucks four hundred bucks. God, I would have been a little more careful if you told me that when I was using it. 
You thought it was, dude. This is a, it's a nice drone. Well, I don't, you know, it's a nice drone. Yeah, it was just little. It looked it you looked thought, about as light as an iPhone. So I'm like, eh. You thought it was one of those like you get it like the mall for like forty bucks. No, it's not. It's you just wait until you see the footage from that thing. Ear Biscuits is supported by the Farmer's Dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls Makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. I reviewed some of the footage. Uh, we asked each person, how much does dad weigh? I was, I was curious about this. So we'll start with the oldest. How much does dad weigh? Uh, Lily said approximately 266 jars of peanut butter. <laughs> That's, That's funny. way too much. If you do that conversion, that's way too much. Um, Lincoln said, 190 to 250 pounds. He's I don't know joking. if he thinks I fluctuate or what, but I don't know that he was joking. Hold on, hold on. Did he inherit your inability to perceive numbers? I think maybe he did. I think maybe he did. <laughs> that, that, that is crazy. Lando said, I don't know if this is right, question mark, question mark, question mark, but ironically, he is the most accurate in my family with 130 pounds. I weigh a, <laughs> I weigh 160 pounds. Yeah, you were you okay. Were, I think you were the closest. Locke L- well, sh- should know, right? Yeah, well, because Shepard said 125 to 150, so not low. true. Little low. Locke said 220 pounds, 14 percent body fat, <laughs> 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 which incidentally that was accurate. Uh, totally? exactly accurate. Well, Locke and I are like, we, we, he knows this because we talk about it. Like I got my like in body, okay. like analysis done actually right before quarantine. Uh, but I've actually lost 10 pounds during quarantine because I've been, I've been walking like nuts. I, uh, I lo- I've lost, um, at one point I lost 10 pounds. And I don't know how or why. It was just, and this was after a couple of weeks of getting delinquent and not working out. And I guess not eating and just wasting away a little bit. And then, so once I started weighing, once I realized that, I started eating more snacks and I gained about five pounds back. So I lost, I lost 10 pounds of muscle and I gained five pounds of snacks. That's where I'm at in this situation. Um, yeah, but I've, I've been looking at my walking and uh, I've been walking 
an average of four miles per day during quarantine. Really? Yeah. Just, I mean, we've been going on walks. I think it's a combination of that. And then I think it's because we've been eating out so much less that you just kind of make a plate of food for yourself. And then I kind of just eat it. And where if I go to, like, we go out a lot when going out is a thing. And, you know, it's like, get a little appetizer. Oh, get a, get a meal. Let's go. Why not get a dessert? Get a, get a, get a little latte. Get a little cappuccino. And I just think that because I'm not doing that, I just, my calories have gone down. Um, so, yeah, so Locke was almost exactly right, but not anymore. Is there something okay. your dad does that annoys you? Uh, Locke gave me the very typical answer, which is tell me he can't wait till I have my own kids. Oh, that's another which, catchphrase from you. Which, which again, is... We have so we have so many stereotypical conversations. Like we'll be in the middle of something, and I'm like, "This is a conversation that I have seen take place in media, television, and film." And I never thought that we would get here. That you would be doing the very teenage thing, and I would be doing the very dad thing, and literally saying with meaning, "Man, I just I can't wait till you have your own children." But you just want grandkids. That's really what you mean, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, isn't that a weird thought? Us having grandchildren? Man, I, I, I get weirded out thinking about my kids, like Lily having a child. It's just going to be, I think that's when I'm going to feel old. You know, I think that's what's going to do it. But grand, granddad status. Man, I don't know. It, this survey is making me feel a little old. It's making you feel very tropish. Lily said it annoys her when I chew really loudly, which that's no surprise. Oh, you wish you to put that as your answer? That just makes her a normal person. Um, Lincoln said it annoys him when I make him do his crap for him. Well, I don't make him do my crap. Like moving the trash cans around or like washing some of the dishes or like, Turning off a light. That's not my crap. It's just the crap. It's all of our crap that I'm the only one who seems to care about besides Christy. It's like, why is that my crap? Yeah, the idea is that we're trying to get them to understand that it's their crap. Unless he was talking about this survey, which... I can't wait until they have their own kids. Yeah. Uh, Lando says it annoys him when I... When he says, when he tells me, quote, another way to do things. Yeah, I, I, I get that. He, he'll be doing something and I'll swoop in and say, I, I try not to say, let me tell you the right way or the perfect way or the best way or a better way. I just try to say another way. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that technique doesn't work. Okay, I, I'm taking the note. Uh, I don't know how I take this note because Shepard said his farts smell real bad. What does he I mean, expect? Yeah, I'm just a human. And by the way, last time I checked, Shepard smelled worse than mine. Um, maybe maybe he's projecting. Yeah. I don't all know you what eat the is bar eats. bars and Pringle chips. Your farts tend to smell a little odd. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in, in fact... 
Many times I'll come into the room and say, did you just fart? <laughs> and uh, he's like, how did you know? I was like, well, because I can smell it, son. <laughs> he's like, he was like, yeah, it was like seven minutes ago, dad. I was like, well, that's technically just farted in my, in my book. Oh, really? If a you fart know? lingers for seven minutes, then I, 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 it shouldn't be more than four, really. I think you got to alter your diet if it's if it lingers more than four minutes. Okay. It just needs to kind of. Now, if you're crawling on the floor, it's going to settle there and it's going to stink for at least eight minutes down there at like down there at the floor because that their head. Is that what happens to farts? Yeah, heart, farts kind of they go up and then they kind of come down and they just form like a nice fog. So I wouldn't crawl. But I thought it's the opposite. But of I smoke. thought methane goes up. Doesn't I'm, it? I'm making this up. Actually, I don't know. Methane may go down. I think it goes up because it's a greenhouse gas. Okay. Do you think the relationship your dad has with your dog is weird? Mm. Shepard said, no, because if he has a weird relationship with Barbara, then I probably do too. Although his is a little extreme. Oh, okay. So he's taking into account how all this reflects on him. I think the thing is, is that everybody in my family, I mean, Locke said slightly, but everyone in my family has a very similar relationship to Barbara in that there's lots of baby talk. There's lots of kissing. There's lots of Barbara licking people's mouths, sometimes yeah. the inside of their mouths. Oh, gosh. You know, we're, that's what the McLaughlins do. We don't, you know, we... Uh, you don't close we, your we, mouth we act, when you kiss your dog. We're part of the pack. We're part of the pack. Um, I think for the same reasons, Lillian Lincoln said, nah, no. Uh, Lando said, a little. It's a little weird, my relationship with Jade. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever, and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. See, we, we, we tried to get some compliments here. What's your dad's best trait? Lincoln did not answer this. Lily gave a backhanded answer. She said, he's pretty smart for a YouTuber. <laughs> and of course, Lando, who actually loves me, uh, he said, he cares for me. But then he clarified, not meaning that he takes care of me. Yeah, because he's like having another child in the house. It's not like you're actually... Yeah, I... Yeah. I care. I Chris, care about him, but I. I'm, Christy cares for him. Christy cares for him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Christy is actually raising him. You're just being his friend. Um, <laughs> uh, Shepard said, "What's your dad's best trait? He can make anyone laugh." Hmm. So I'll take that. That's thoughtful. And then Locke gave the 16 year old version of that. 
comedy. <laughs> he just comedy. said comedy. Best trait is I'll just comedy. say comedy. Uh, <laughs> if you had to choose one person in your family to be stranded on a deserted island with and survive, who would you pick and why? Now, what I'm going to say what I think your kid said, and you can tell me what you think my kid said. Okay. Um, I mean, all this apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic and survival talk, I, I do believe that that translates from our conversations and also carries over into your home conversations because things are arriving at your door, and you got to explain yourself, and you're probably proud of it. So I think the kids know that you're that you're that you got like some prepping tendencies. I just think they would both choose you, even though Jesse's the only one with an, with enough valor to stay all night in the tent. True. Uh, well, Locke actually chose Shepard, which I thought this was sweet because he said, Shepard, because we would never run out of things to talk about. Huh. Kind of threw you uh, under the bus, but uh, how did that make you feel? But, but Shepard said... My dad, because he has the most meat on his bones and experience in life. So he would so, eat you. Yeah, well, he would take advantage of my experience, and then when I expired, he would eat me. So uh, he's definitely thinking, you know, he's a smart kid. Uh, let's see, what, your kids? What do you think they said? I can't see your kids picking one another. I think your kids picked a parent. I think Lando picked Christy, and then your teenagers picked you. Lando uh, said Lincoln. Whoa, okay. Because I want him to be like Kenny. He never will be, though. Now, Kenny, the first season of Survivor that we watched was season 17, and there was this uh, professional video gamer, is what they called him. Uh, Competitive gamer named Kenny and he turned out he turned out to be a conniving survivalist until he got a little cocky so for some reason Lando thinks that Lincoln's got that in him Lincoln said Lincoln picked me he said because he has some survival skills I mean we've been (laughs) camping so I feel like you know when we go camping it's you know it all it does all hinge on me I'm not as helpless as one might think Lily said probably my dad Bam. Because I feel like he remembers the most from that show, Man vs. Wild. Yeah, back in the day, oh, this is like... The, everything that you know is from that Six that years show. ago, we did go through a, a little stint of watching Man vs. Wild. And uh, we talk about it occasionally. I don't remember any of it. So um, she's going to be crushed. Okay, this is an interesting one. Uh, who do you think is your dad's favorite child and why? Again, I do not, this is definitely not true. I will say, I will say that. But Locke has this perspective and it is, he's like, he literally says all the time, why does Shepard, why does Shepard get away with that? I would have never gotten away with that. Why do you let him do that? So that's a very common thing. So his answer was Shepard because it's obvious. (laughs) And, and I think that, there is something to the second child getting away with more than the first child. 
and because after a while you're kind of like I don't we tried really hard to get you to do things and I mean it didn't necessarily work and so we're we're a little bit more relaxed with the second one and so the, there's a bunch of resentment from the older child very again very common thing it's interesting I I actually feel like Lily gets away with more or in this household especially in this environment where it's like me trying to get the kids to do my crap like chores I think Lily is the one if I'm totally honest that I let off the hook the most because she provides the most I'll just call it feedback you know whereas the boys they're just they'll be more resigned to once they're doing it like washing the dishes or something it won't be it won't be just constant commentary on why they have something better to do or something that they need to do or there's not as much resistance but what do the kids say um lando thinks that lincoln is my favorite because he's quiet and i'm like oh that's a, that's a good point that's a good point i don't know maybe maybe he is my favorite uh uh, I, I am fond of the the, the quiet. Um, Lincoln thought that his favorite was, he said, me, <laughs> because I'm the most like him. And I think Lincoln and I, I mean, at, at his age, I was quiet too. Um, of course, I was an only child. I just didn't have anybody to talk to. If a tree falls in the forest and no one's there. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I do think we're a lot alike. I mean, we have a very similar sense of humor in the type of jokes that we crack and the expressions we make, the way that our face looks when we express ourselves. Like, there's a lot. We see a lot of each other, and people point that out a lot. So there's two votes for Lincoln. And then Lily said that my favorite uh, was Jade. I don't think an, an explanation is necessary. So two votes for Lincoln, one vote Jade. Um, yeah, Shepard said Barbara, with no explanation. And of course, Lando, I'm gonna go on record. Since you're sitting here, I'll say, "Of course, you're my favorite man, because you're here, and the other two can't hear me. You know that. But, but you are my favorite. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, it shifts, right? Yeah, who is whoever's with the program? It's, right, whoever's most with the program." <laughs> <laughs> that's how you dish that's how you dish out your love. I mean, Lan Lincoln and I are a lot alike. Lando melts my heart the most, and Lily and I have a lot of fun together. So I think, you know, I mean it 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 does it does move, you know. But I'm not gonna say that I don't have a favorite. Like, you know, parents will say, Well, I don't have a favorite. I'd I'd rather be more honest and say it jumps around. Well, that's not really having a favorite though. That's just being in a better. Like, what's your favorite? What's your favorite song? Your favorite song can change from week to week. Depends on what I'm doing. That's right. Yeah, but that to me, that's another way of saying I don't have a favorite. No, because it, I feel actively like, oh, you're definitely my favorite. Like I have thoughts like that in mo in certain moments. I yeah, I don't I, I I don't go there. Maybe because I've got two, and it feels too competitive between the two. If I were to do that, you've got three, so it feels like you can kind of move it around. Do you think your dad is old? Point blank question. Let's brace ourselves for the brutal responses. I didn't get a lot here. Uh, Shepard said kinda. 
And Locke said, he's getting there. Mm. Yeah, Lando said, no, you are mean to ask that. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln said, almost. And Lily said, nah. So I, I feel pretty good with this with this report card. Could have been a lot worse on this front, you know? No yeah. one no one came forward and said we were old. Well, I mean, my kids said I was getting there. Getting kind yeah, of. But but you're not there yet. Right. Maybe we'll never get there. I okay, I thought this was interesting because I, I've gone on record as uh talking about my favorite color and not having one. What is your dad's favorite color? <laughs> Shepard said, when I was little, I repeatedly asked him and got, I like all the colors multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so he grilled you. Well, the funny head. thing is, is like, I don't think that I ever said specifically, I like all the colors. What, what, what I said is that I take issue with the question of what your favorite color is. Kind of like, what's your favorite child? It depends on what, it depends on what we're doing. It depends on if it's like what I'm wearing. It's like, well, what else am I wearing? Where am I going? What kind of room am I in? You know, it's like, so I've gone on the record as just saying gray is my favorite color uh, because it feels like it's just all the colors put together. But for some reason, Locke has not picked up on this and he just said green. It's just green. It's a strange world that we live in when you feel like you need to go on the record about something like what's your favorite color. It's like, you know, we've said things over time and then we have mythical beasts who kind of track what we say and, you know, how our stories morph over time and things like that. So that's kind of part of what you mean, right? It's like, well, I'm on record saying I'm great. So I, now I got to stick with that. And before, Shepard says you were on record all the colors. Very inclusive. Yeah, but I, I think that's his interpretation of my actual philosophy. I don't have a favorite color. Unapologetically, my favorite color is blue, which Lando knows and, and Lincoln knows. Lily has no clue, is what she said. <laughs> You've never I, talked about it. I just, I don't think she values, she's like you, she doesn't value favorite colors. Yeah, color is subjective, literally. Um, that reminds me, though, I was watching, I can't remember what it was. I was watching some reality show where there was some kind of dating element to it. And it was one of those things where the they were showing an interview with the woman and she was she was saying, like, he's such a great conversationalist. And then they cut to the footage and the guy was like, what's your favorite color? It's <laughs> <laughs> like this woman is starved for a great conversation if she thinks what's your you don't ever ask don't ever ask what's your favorite color on a date like don't think, do that don't, I think a don't lot ask of people that determine whether whether a question is a good question if they have a good answer so maybe she had like a really amazing answer well what's a what's a good answer besides a color or I mean at least it's an opportunity for me to give my philosophy on color choosing but I mean, yeah, like, I, I still don't think it's a good question. No, you could you could paint a you could paint a word picture. You could say the 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 delicate changing of the colors of the maple leaves in early fall when the sun is setting in the west, as it always does, 
and I am dozing off for a nice little nap in the woods. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good answer. But I'm saying that the question is a red flag. Not that this is a, this episode is about dating questions, but uh, we were telling our kids the story of our engagement, which we've told them before. But like sometimes we go back through and tell them the story of our engagement and. We're telling the original story, which sets up being at the macaroni grill. You know the whole story. So we were talking about the first conversation, that, like extended conversation that we ever had. And then Jesse was talking about how I was asking all these questions. And then she talked about how one of the questions I asked was, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And, you know, in, the, in 2020... In the in, in 2020, I don't think that's a good question. Like dating has changed, but in 1998, that was a pretty good question. But you got to update your question game. You know what I'm saying? Like people were just starting to ask like the superpower question 20 years ago. You can't be breaking out the superpower question on a date, much less the favorite color question. You got to get new questions, right? Like um, if you're gonna if you trim your toenails. And then you realize you need to trim your fingernails. Do you stop trimming your toenails and start trimming your fingernails and then go back to your toenails? Do you finish your toenails and then go to your fingernails? Or do you wait until later so so that some of that toenail gunk can just kind of mellow out before you hit your fingers? I don't know if that's first date material, maybe third. Um... What is your favorite memory with your dad? Um, you asking me this? <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's your favorite memory with your dad? That's a that's a that's a different kind of episode. My dad took me <laughs> to a Travis Tripp concert we'll, one time. We'll do that later. And George Jones came on the screen and sang the Star Spangled Banner. That was a Walnut Creek Amphitheater. Pretty cool. Um, which question did you say? Favorite memory? Where What's your that? favorite memory with your dad? Oh, Lando said kid space. That's when we went and we were climbing up in that thing, right? Yeah, I thought I talked about that as like a highlight of the year, year before last. I'm glad you remembered that. Thank you, son. Um, Lincoln's favorite memory with my dad, he did not answer. <laughs> I mean, this is page makes feel, two. Makes uh, you feel good. Yeah, I know. Page two of the I survey. Mean, you, did, you did wake him up. You wake, you woke him up this morning. He's going back to sleep. Um, Lily said her favorite memory was watching Supernatural, which is um, a show that she was very into at the time, when we were on tour. Um, yeah, when Lily just loved, she talks about it all the time, about, you know, last summer when we, when Lincoln and Lily went on tour, she talks about that all the time. And then there was one time when uh, I think we were staying in a hotel room one night. And I was like, tell me about this Supernatural. And so I, I got into the show with her. She was kind of explaining. She was showing me one of her favorite episodes and kind of explaining it to me. You still into it? Uh, no, but I, I do understand why she's into it. Um, Shepard said, us going bike riding when I was little. And... Uh, so he didn't, he didn't pick a specific time. It's just the, I guess, me teaching him how to ride a bike, which happened in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Locke said, hiking Raven Rock. Really? So this is going all the way back to North Carolina, 
which I, I honestly did not really remember that I had taken them down to Raven Rock past Lillington. I guess we hiked it a couple of times. I'd love to go back there, man. He had to be like five years old at the oh, time. Oh, wow. Cool spot. A lot of good memories. I'd love to go back, make that hike. Once, all, once, once we can do that. Well, the interesting thing about this is this is one of my favorite memories with my dad is, and we would go all the time. To Raven Rock? a very regular thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. He would be like, like after church on a Sunday, he'd be like, let's go to Raven Rock. And we'd go and we walk down to the rock. It was like a mile hike. back up. Through the woods, and then all of a sudden, you get to this ledge, and there's a whole rock that then you can. They built stairs that you you walk down the stairs on the rock. Hundred stairs, hundred stairs, and then Wood you're down the at the Cape. You're down at the Cape Fear River, and, and an um, amazing rock awesome. formation. I mean, a truly amazing, like overhanging rock formation. This is also my specific favorite memory from Raven Rock was when my dad took us down to the fish traps, which is the longer path that takes you down to the upper rapids. Right. And he threw me into the river to teach me how to swim in the river. He just got, I just got up next to the river and there was a little shoot, a little rap in the shoot in the rapids. Really? And he just like picked me up and just threw me in there. And I just washed down the river, which is not necessarily something I would do with my children now, but it's probably one of the reasons I like swimming in the river. Um, um, that's cool. What what is the most stereotypical dad thing that your dad has done recently? Lando said, "Take the ice cream at night and eat it." So we you, we we've been getting special Ben and Jerry's flavors, and they've been monitoring closely how much is left in each one. And some sometimes they'll go to grab it and they'll be like just a little thin layer left, and they knew there was more than half before because I, I snuck in there the night before. And I, I ate some. I do that. I own that. I mean, it's ice cream in the freezer. What am I supposed to do? Let somebody else eat the last of it? I'll eat all of it except a little bit. And then, hey, you at least get a taste. That doesn't strike me as a stereotypical dad thing. That's sort of like a teenager thing, like eating the last of something mm. and leaving a little bit. That's something my, my teenager oh. would do. Okay. Uh, Lincoln did not ask. He was really running out of steam at this point. Apparently, he was already <laughs> nodding off. And Lily said, organize the garage. That is my domain. I'm due to get another organization. It's it's, it's, uh, it's piling up in there. Um, Shepard said, I can't really think of one, but I think being a dad is a pretty stereotypical dad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Having children. <laughs> It's his. I love the way his mind works. Uh, Can't argue Locke with that. said, "Talk about his knee tendonitis," which I really don't think I've been talking about my knee tendonitis very much. I mean, I hurt my knee You're, severely. So okay, in, there you go. In January, yeah. So talking about a general injury or some talking about something that hurts, I guess that's a typical dad thing. And I do talk about things hurting a lot because things do. It's just, it's just part of it. Yeah. Okay. What is one thing you've always wanted to ask your dad? <laughs> Again, Lincoln was out by this point. Um, Lily said, "What is the real reason you drink smoothies out of mugs?" I don't. I did not know this really annoyed her. Um, the reason is because it's it's already dirty and it's 
and it's stable to be to pour stuff into it without the glass tipping over. I mean, I have lots of reasons for everything. It's stable. That I did. You know, um, Lando wanted to ask, "Why do you fart when you do? Uh, when you do? If he had his way, I would never fart." And I'm just, and you know, it's my house too. Yeah. So why do you, I fart you, you when you guys, I do? Because I have a fart to fart. Do you guys fart audibly in front of each other? I do. Lincoln does. That's it. Nobody else does. Really? Yeah. Everyone in my house does. There, there are different types of households, and there, I guess there's a spectrum because you're kind of in the middle. You've got almost half do and half don't. Um, sh- I love it. Sh- Shepard said the one thing he's always wanted to ask me was, why can't we get another dog? Uh-huh. Well, he's asked me that many times. So I guess he's just putting it in here for one more go. <laughs> um, and this is very interesting from Locke. Do you actually like the way beans taste? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which Call this him. is getting at. This is, this is an interesting thing, right? Because there is uh, kind of what you were getting at before, which is when you live your life as a form of entertainment for people, you say things and you do things, you say and you do things for show. So I've talked about how my hatred of cats, uh, I mean, I'm a dog person and I don't want a cat and I don't particularly like cats, but a hatred of cats is something that came from a hot be, being, in, being in character. Yeah. And so I don't hate cats. And uh, but it's fun to make people think you hate cats because it they get so they get their panties in a wad and it's entertaining to me. All right. So is that true for beans? Are we, are we about to rock uh, no. our world? You don't like the taste of beans? No, no. I do love the taste of beans. And really? Uh I love the taste of beans. Do you, do you have any idea how many beans I've eaten and how many beans I've made during this time? Okay. Hey, like, hey. And, I, I think we're all happy to hear it. You on know, Saturday, I made a giant pot of beans. And and most of my family eats eats them as well. It's not just me. But no, I do like the taste of beans legitimately. I like the taste of beans. That's not an act. It's not an act. Seems like Locke should know that, though, if he lives with you. Seems I just found it interesting. I found it interesting that he, he asked the question in that way. Uh, but it's true. I like beans. What is your dad's favorite thing to do with his free time? Mm, okay. Locke had, had an interesting perspective on this. Stress out about work. Huh. Is that true? So that's his perspective, is that I'm stressing out about work. Interestingly, Shep said, meditate slash work more. He is like a working machine. It's insane. <laughs> wow. They both think that you work a lot or worry about working a lot. And it, it's funny because I think that they, because I've been at home. Yeah. There's no real work day anymore. And so even on the weekend, sometimes I'll be like writing something or doing something. And a lot of times they're like, hey, dad, can we can we do this? Or do you want to do this? And I'm like, uh, hold on, let me finish this. Or I got to do this right now. And I think they're just getting this perspective that, He's always working, which I do work probably more than I should. Lando said my favorite thing to do in my free time was nap. Lincoln said my favorite thing to do in my free time was sit in the hammock. 
And then Lily said, favorite thing to do in my free time was sleep outside on the swing. <laughs> so, okay, so my kids think that I work a lot and your kids think that you sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does that tell you? It probably tells you something that I didn't want you to know, which is I sleep a lot. <laughs> when you're when you're thinking about work, I'm swinging and sleeping. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, man. You know what? Keep it up. Don't change a thing. It's it's going. Oh, great. I won't. <laughs> okay, and okay. now uh, Last finally, question. if you could pick one celebrity to play your dad in a movie, who would it be and why? Lincoln and Lily bowed out on this one. This was the holy grail. This was their opportunity to really let me have it. Are you hearing that Nicolas Cage is going to play the Tiger King? Tiger King. Yeah. I hope that's true. I hope it's true. I hear he'll be great. (laughs) Lando said, I would pick Hannah Gatsby. The the Kiwi stand-up comedian who had the Netflix special. He said, because her hair... Is like dad's. <laughs> Your youngest son picked a woman to play, to play you. <laughs> I mean, he's getting on the Rachel Maddow bandwagon, but he's 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 taking but, it up enough. But no, no. Here's the thing: Lando does not have it in himself to insult anyone, so he's not doing this as a joke. He's doing this as his honest take: is that Hannah Gatsby would make a great link. <laughs> Uh, you know what? That's great. You know what? It's great. It's, it's, I watched a little bit of the special, and then we got distracted by something. I never went back to it, but I, I will take it as a sincere compliment. Well, this would be an interest. This would be an interesting set if Hannah Gatsby did play you, because Locke said Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> could, gosh. You, could you imagine Jason Momoa and Hannah Gatsby? That's a buddy Sh- Shep said Link. Because it would be interesting. Hmm. So, <laughs> so Shepard likes the idea of us doing something where you play me, and I guess I would then play you. No, I would play you, and Hannah Gatsby would play me. <laughs> That's the tick. Well, then, well, then that would just be twins, like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That, um, it wasn't the. There's no irony in that. That's not the point of that movie. But I have not seen it that would be, movie. So I it don't would know be twins sure. without irony. Yeah. So I don't know if twins holds up, so I, I, I can't say I would suggest that. So what okay, have we learned here? I mean, our kids, I think our, our kids are much more level-headed than we are. You know? Some of them were wise enough to know that, listen, they didn't need to fill out all these questions in order to win our love. They know that it's uncon- unconditional and that we may not be the best fathers, but we love them unconditionally. We love them with everything we've got. Actually, I didn't get any of that from the survey. I'm just trying to project. I would say that I didn't, I mean, I didn't learn anything um, groundbreaking, but my suspicions that, uh, my suspicion that my kids pick up on things like the tropish dad things. Yeah. Those are the things that loom large in their in their memory. So I need to be less tropish. I think I'm going to make a shirt that says "Get with the program." That's good. I like that. Um, okay. Thank you to our kids for filling that out. 
I'm going to close with a wreck, and I'm going to wreck Mike McCarg's book, yes. Your Miracle and a Pain in the Ass, Embracing the Emotions, Habits, and Mystery that Make You You. Now, you know we had Science Mike McCarg, our really good friend on GMM recently for the Leaving Things and Citrus, Citric Acid. And um, both of us talked extensively about his book on our social medias. Uh, because I'm not exaggerating. We're not just saying this because Mike is a friend, but this book is very, I think very timely given the fact that there's just, there's an opportunity for introspection right now. You're spending with a lot of time with yourself. Lot. You're always you're with, with yourself, yourself, but you're not, we're sitting with ourselves a lot more. And I think things are coming up. It's like, what, why am I feeling this? Why am I acting this way? And a lot of those questions are answered in a in a benevolent way. So you can be kind to yourself as you begin to understand yeah. parts of yourself that you didn't. And Mike, and the, I mean, I, the, one of the reasons I, I love Mike and I love this book is he approaches things with a like diligently researched scientific standpoint. And it's not there's no woo in this it is like this is stuff that is factual and true it's not some fluffy self-help thing it's like this is what science tells us about people and this is how those facts about people and humanity translate into you and your tendencies both good and bad and it's and it's extremely compassionate and non-judgmental you know i think you could Thing that reading a book, understanding why you're a pain in your own ass is um, that it could, you know, it, it could be indicting, but he has a great way of just, of it. And this is who he is as a person. You know, it's like he's loving and accepting, and it, and it, that translates into how you process yourself, which is very powerful. And, and a lot of times you don't know that you're a pain in the ass to yourself. You're just mad. You're mad at everybody else. You're mad at yourself. And you haven't even stopped to process like, oh, if I, if I take a one step back and get perspective on this, that anger a lot of times will just kind of melt away when you gain perspective. So uh, get it wherever books are sold. You're a miracle and a pain in the ass. It's also on Audible, read by Mike. He's, he's got a good, soothing voice. So it's a great Audible listen as well. All right. Um, hashtag Gear Biscuits. Let us know if you want to also conduct this survey with your own kids. Or if you don't have kids, you could somebody else that is meaningful in your life. It's, it's a fun exercise. So I invite you to think about doing that yourself. Um, maybe we can post you know, we can post a link to these questions that people can print it off for the for the kids in their lives. Yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll see you next week.